Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Edmonton Oilers edition. This time I am joined by Shona Hickmore from the Copper and Blue, which is the Edmonton Oilers blog on the SB Nation Network. Shona, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, I actually just learned five seconds ago before we kicked off here that Shona is actually a Flyers fan, which is crazy. Yeah, well... Who would you live such in a Edmonton? You adopt the Oilers whether you want to or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's always fun me. when I get one of these because my job at Copper and Blue is everything not the Oilers. So uh-huh. uh, okay, cool. <laughs> but right. I live in Edmonton, so I've got back enough background knowledge of the Oilers to bring myself through these. But yes, Excellent. when they play tomorrow, I will not be cheering for the Oilers. <laughs> Awesome. So we're on the same side. This should go really well. Yeah, um, going to go great. <laughs> so I wanted to start off just by talking a little bit about the Oilers offseason, since we're still so early in the actual season. Um, you guys are kind of in the same place we are with a brand new front office, brand new coaching staff, lots of new faces on the team. Um, how do you feel about the the new guys in charge? How do you like Dave Tippett? How do you feel about Ken Holland? Are you happy with that kind of stuff as a sort of Oilers fan? As in, all right, relying on all the Oilers fans in my life to tell me <laughs> how this feels. Um, there's a lot of, in Edmonton, there's always a lot with um, people who've been Oilers fans for a long time, a lot of hesitancy where we um, we won't say yes or no to something. We're like, okay, we'll give it a while and see if it bombs. You know, mm-hmm. There were a lot of Oilers fans when they brought in Chiarelli that were like, he's going to fix it. And then three years later... You know, all their fans were like, eat crow. So um, a lot of people were very hesitant about Ken Holland when he came in. They said he's doing some of the same kind of things, you know, movement for big players. Um, You know, we're not looking to build third and fourth lines that are truly NHL competitive. You're bringing in a bunch of guys to what, you know, fight for roster spots that might be better suited to the AHL. But then Ken Holland did the thing that every Oilers fan thought was absolutely impossible. But like the second coming of Jesus, he moved Milan Lucic. (laughs) And he moved him to Calgary. Yeah. Which is, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Calgary and Edmonton are um, interprovincial rivals. So Calgary is Edmonton's Pittsburgh Penguins. So this would be like taking your biggest anchor your most expensive pain in the ass player that you don't think ever is going to go and go sticking him on Sid Crosby's line for the next yeah. three years. So if we had been able Fantastic. to trade, yeah, if we've been able to trade Andrew McDonald to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. And then have him play and ruin their chances. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did that. That so, would have been the dream. Uh, and he didn't even make us keep like, he, we had to keep $750,000 salary, which is nothing on like a $6 million contract. So, yeah. so then Ken Holland can do no wrong. So Oilers fans are pretty hyped about him right now. Okay. Dave Tippett is, we'll see. He's really, the, the strong start has really helped him in, in the mind of a lot of Oilers fans because his preseason wasn't, wasn't super inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're playing teams that are playing teams like Vancouver and not doing well. And everyone was like, well, they don't have the, the NHL experience, right? Well, you're not playing an Alex 
your team doesn't have NHL experience. But then you're looking at all these guys fighting for roster spots. And these are the, a lot of these guys are the guys that have been brought in. So Mm -hmm. it was a, a bit of a, uh, worry. Everyone was like, is this going to work out? Or is this going to be like another Todd McClellan where we think we've got something that's really going to work and it works for like all of five minutes and then the wheels fall off. Oilers fans were pessimists. Um, Oh, what's but, that like? Uh, being a <laughs> pessimist? Who, you know, we're certainly not like that here. No, <laughs> no, not, never. So, uh, but they got off to a really, really good start. And, you know, Oilers fans, we also love to bandwagon. So, next, for, until they, uh, until we see something and it might start, might start in the next little bit, um, where, where the team is unable to compete against the team, it's like its opposition. Because we had so many of those games last year where it just looked so lopsided. It looked like one team had come to play and the other team just hadn't. And unfortunately, that was our team. Um, I think that Oilers fans will be pretty happy with Holland and Tippett. I mean, we've been warned several times this offseason, oh, you know, don't expect to make the playoffs. Oh, you know, this is a rebuilding year, you know. The what? Thirteenth rebuilding year out of fourteen rebuilding years, you know. So, but if fans see that compete and see that drive to win, and and see that um, those close games past maybe January, (laughs) if we're lucky, the start of February, I think as a fan base. Oilers fans will be pretty happy with Holland and Tippett because that's what we've been looking for. Not necessarily 100% of a turnaround in our team, but a team that wants to be there, right? Yeah. And you can't always say you've seen that from the Oilers. Yeah. My favorite thing about doing these little chats is that there's always – you always find that teams and fan bases have way more in common than you think because that is very much where the Flyers have been for the last couple of years. Yeah. Lots of just – you know, dire. The players look like they hate life. No one's having any fun. So, yeah, that's and it. yeah, and that's that's what like and you know, Oilers fans get real touchy. You're you're ruining uh, Connor McDavid's career. He's not going to want to stay here. You know, we won the Connor McDavid lottery and like stop pissing off. You know, you know the next iteration of hockey Jesus on us, please. So, uh, <laughs> you know, like. If we can see that desire to be out there, I think they're going to be pretty happy. But I think that for a lot of fan bases, that's what it takes. Yep. You know, be competing, be be happy to be there, you know, be happy to be out there for your fans. And generally, that's what it takes. Yeah, yeah. It's, we, you know, just try and we'll be happy. I think it's a pretty low bar. And, you know, if you could win one or two. Winning is also good. We would, we would love that. That's Especially fun. against Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad you brought up the Lucic thing because that was kind of the big flashy move that you guys made this offseason. Um, Lucic for James Neal. Yes. Uh, noted terrible human being, James Neal, but also noted good hockey player who has eight goals in six games. Um, obviously a big turnaround from how he played in Calgary because he was pretty terrible there. Um, well, that might have been Calgary though. Well, true, but I mean, they, on paper, that's like a pretty good team, so I don't know. Yeah, I know, yeah. but I live in Edmonton, so. I know, so you have to hate them, I know. Um, so, obviously, Neil's been super hot, scoring a lot of goals. Um, is What do you think is the biggest driver behind the hot start from the Oilers? Because I think it's been pretty unexpected. 
Oh, yeah. It's been ridiculously unexpected. I thought we'd have to go a lot longer before we got our fifth win. We did last year. Um, I'm not sure if there's any one thing. They've gotten a lot of good momentum out of um, Neil and out of Nugent Hopkins mm-hmm. and obviously out of McDavid and Drysaddle. Both yeah. are playing phenomenally. They're McDavid and Dave. David and Drysaddle, that's sort of what they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, They're so um, we also haven't played, let's be honest, we haven't played like the other teams that were really off to a hard start. I mean, we played New York, which was one of the undefeated teams when we played them, but mm-hmm. they were on 2-0-0, which means, you know, they'd played two and one and two, played and won two games, but, you know, it's not quite the same. Yeah, you haven't you haven't picked up as much momentum, um, and also New York. I get the feeling might be a bit of a up and down team this year. We'll I see. Think so too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think that they're clicking as lines a lot better. McDavid, Cassian, and Drysaddle looked really good and continue to look really good as a line. Um, and then some of our defensive pairings aren't looking as awful as they have. Clef bombs looked quite good for us in the um, in our defense. And Ethan Bear, who is a rookie this year, he's up for a couple games, I think, last year or the year before. He's looked quite good. So it's, I think it, the key to their hot start might be getting some of the right people in the right places mm-hmm. and kind of into the right combinations. So I guess we'll give that one to Dave Tippett. Yeah, good job, Tippett. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing a little bit of that too, kind of mixing up the lines and stuff, and it's working, which is nice to see. Yeah, once. and giving some of the young players a, a chance to uh, to show what they've got, right? Like, yeah, we have. I think they. If, I'm not 100 percent sure if Brandon Manning's still sitting on their roster or if they waived him to send him down to Bakerfield, Bakersfield. But like playing one of our younger guys out of Bakersfield rather than Manning, I think is. Uh, is one of those kind of message sending things where they want to move this team forward, you know, just cause they're paying you a lot of money on a bad, bad trade doesn't mean that they're going to put you in the lineup, which I think is a, that a, good, is a good thing because previous iterations of this team would have. It's so it continues to be hilarious to me that like four NHL general managers in like the last two years thought that Brandon Manning should be playing hockey. Uh, the whole, like the whole, Brandon Manning should be making two million yeah. some dollars is hilarious right. to me. But then, but you know, you know what? More power to you if you can convince someone you're worth that. So yeah. So the Flyers are going to be coming into Edmonton off of tonight's game in Calgary, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully not too tired, but um, no, they, <laughs> hoping too, they win, so they well, yeah, not be too tired. That'll be good. Um, who would you say? What or what would you say is going to be the thing that Edmonton is going to throw at the Flyers that they're going to have to keep an eye out for? Well, I mean, other than that top line, the McDavid Drysaddle. Yeah, I guess you um, got to watch Cassian those line. Guys you've got to you got to watch that line. They're kind of out. They're kind of good and a little bit fast. I've heard so. Um, you know, they'll yeah, be one. Connor McDavid is a kind of a ridiculous. Uh, it, honestly, yeah. It must be really he's nice. He's a little to bit watch unfair. Time. Yeah, he's yeah. a little bit unfair. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he uh, he'll be some or that line will be one for them to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
going the other way, the Flyers, if if they're looking, they're looking to see what they can exploit on the third and the fourth lines for the Oilers. Those yeah. have been moving slightly. They haven't moved as well. You know, you've got a lot of guys coming in out of Europe in those lines. Mm-hmm. Nygaard, Haas, guys that aren't quite used maybe to NHL ice, NHL speed. The kind of lines that if you're the Flyers, you're going to want to match something that can hopefully get something done against because neither one of those Oilers goaltenders looked fantastic in the preseason, even though Mike Smith has looked pretty good so far. That really hurts me to say. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 an Oiler now. You you can stop hating him. No, there's some people that just because they're on your team, you don't suddenly like uh, them. Oh, well, yeah, I know how that is. I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because I was going to ask, since you're kind of like uniquely qualified to know what the Flyers can do to beat the Oilers. So it's looking like Vino is going to have to work to get the best matchups, essentially. Yeah, and and adjust them. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you need something big out there checking um, the McDavid dry saddle line. But you've yeah, also got to watch. You've got to have a Couturier on that line. Yeah, but you've also got to watch because sometimes they break up McDavid and Dreisaitl if it's not working just to make people pick and choose who they're going to defend against. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch to see from from my perspective from both ways to see, you know, are you going to split them if you can't get them by Couturier? Are you going to like try to run three lines, Nuge, McDavid and Dreisaitl, right? Right. Because then it really is kind of a pick on, right? Do you put Couturier on McDavid? He's ridiculous. But Drysidle's pretty darn good too, so. Yeah. Uh, it's always yeah. tough when there's, you know, two insanely good players and you've got to figure out how to cover both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be one of the things that I'm interested in seeing is yeah. if they, if they get shut down on that top line, do they break it apart and try to make someone pick who they defend against? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, we're, a bit lucky right now in that Kevin Hayes seems to be working out and has been playing quite well. So I guess if you can match up the Couturier line against one of them and Kevin Hayes line against the other one, um, that'll be good. But at the same time, like, you know, it would be good if those lines could score too, rather than just shut down Edmonton's crazy good offense. And then you've got, you know, whatever James Neal and his ridiculous ability to score goals again. Um, oh God, he's so kicking around somewhere, right? So infuriating if, that he's if good they again. put him on a, a line with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Well, then, uh, you know, I can never remember where Neil was drafted, but Nugent Hopkins was the number one draft pick in his year for a reason. Right. He's crazy good at what he does. So, yeah, that's the thing about Lots the Oilers to watch. <laughs> yeah, but I think that people forget because the team as a whole has been so bad. And you just think of them as like an underperforming mess. But when you pick apart the pieces, there's quite a lot of talent there that you have to worry about on a game-to-game basis. Oh, yeah. we The Oilers are the most inexplicable underperforming mess I've ever seen. <laughs> because for 10 years, they've had piece after piece after piece after piece that should have made them yeah. contenders and just hasn't. So, I don't know. Maybe they're cursed. Is that a thing? I feel like it could be. It's absolutely. I mean, I'm, we're both Flyers fans, so we know that for sure. <laughs> yeah. But is it a thing for Oilers up. fans? <laughs> Everybody can be cursed. <laughs> um, so we know the big names on the Oilers. Um, 
who is somebody who we might not know about that might have an impact on this game? So I mentioned him a little bit earlier, Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear is a rookie this year. Um, I think it's two years ago he played some games up when some of the D were hurt, but he's been ridiculously smart in his time up here um, so far this year. He's had some really good out-of-the-zone passes, just some strong play um, and some good choices. Like, he's young, so I'll, when I'm watching young defensemen especially, I was expecting them to get rushed to make bad passes, you know, and he's done some right. of that, but not not at the level you'd be expecting. So I think he'll be one to watch. Um, and also, uh, Joachim Nygaard, he, he's interesting in where they play him. If he's down on the third or the fourth line, he'll again be one less impactful, but they've had him up as far as with Connor McDavid when they opened the season. So, you know, depends on where they play him. He is pretty quick. Like mm-hmm. when I watch him skate, he's quick, but he's smart. So, you know, he could make an impact when everyone else is, you know, tired because they've been covering the rest of, you know, everyone yeah. who everyone expects to be watching. So, do you think we're going to be seeing Mike Smith in this game? Probably. Probably, unfortunately. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> like, okay. Probably. He's been the Oilers' go-to yeah, this it- season. Kind of like their 1A. Um, this goaltending goaltending tandem was brought in as like a 1A, 1B kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I think Smith's had more of the games than Koskinen. Yeah, I think it, when I was looking, he has four to Koskinen's yeah. two. Yeah. But I mean, he just did lose last night, I think. Didn't he lose? Yeah, he lost last night. Yeah, that's So I mean, we could get, we could get Koskinen. in. Okay. Um, I get, I mean, their numbers right now look about the same, so I guess it doesn't really matter that much. I mean, yeah. For the Flyers. Yeah. Uh, like, the Flyers have probably had an opportunity to see, um, I don't know, Koskinen's let in some bad, bad goals last year that, mm. <laughs> I think we've definitely seen more of Mike Smith though, just because yeah. he's played on like 17 teams. So I know, and he's been around for forever. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You see more of Mike Smith, but I think Koskinen may actually have, if he were a shooter tutor, he'd have more holes in him. So, okay, you know, <laughs> he's just bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah. So, so that would be an interesting thing. Who they put there? I think it. I'm hoping it's Smith. And, oh. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. So um, the final thing I'll ask you is the same thing I ask everybody at the end of these, is for you to give me a shot in the dark prediction of how you think this game is going to go. Normally, someone like you would be like, oh, my team's going to kick your team's ass, and that's going to be this score. So <laughs> yes. I guess I guess something different this time, which is cool with me, but what would you say that the final score of this game is going to be? <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. We're going 4-3 Flyers. 4-3 Flyers. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Um. It's Brian. Wait, no, we're getting Brian Elliott tonight, so you're getting Carter Hart tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a homecoming game for him. So yeah, because he played his junior out in um, in Everett, which is no yeah. a Western Hockey League team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've seen Carter Hart in the Western Hockey League a bunch of times. Yeah. I really wish you would have me Elliott. <laughs> Thanks so much for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it, if it was Brian Elliott tomorrow, I would be extremely worried, given the offensive firepower on Edmonton's team. But I am not going to allow the universe to give Carter Hart three goals against. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say 
three one flyers is what I'm going to go with. Ooh, you don't think that, uh, I don't know about that. I think Carter Hart's going to show Connor McDavid what's up. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Brandon Manning did before him. Carter Hart's just going to own the shit out of Connor McDavid. Look out for it. Uh, (laughs) But is he going to break his collarbone? Because that won't go over well if you do that twice. (laughs) Oh, God. Edmonton will, like, launch some kind of military attack on the city of Philadelphia of someone else on the flight. Oh, we just won't let your team out of our city. <laughs> yeah, no, we're like, holding them hostage there. until they apologize. <laughs> oh, God, that's that would be amazing. But, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Carter Hart making Connor McDavid's bitch in Edmonton on home. Yeah, I doubt it. but It's a high bar, but it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Shona, for joining me. And this was a lot of fun. I'm happy to hear that you're a Flyers fan. This was a good time. It was. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. So, again, I, Edmonton. The game is at 9? Is that a 7.30 for you guys? 7.30 start in Edmonton. So nine, again, that's yeah. 9.30 back. 9.30 back in Philadelphia. So, yeah. another Flyers after dark game. The last one. Go back normal life. Anyway, when, when Oilers go down there, I'm like, Oilers are in the middle of the day games. <laughs> See, I can handle that, but I keep old lady hours, so the thought of staying up until like, midnight. Yeah, well, so I, I, I can't handle that. I'm at work till five. Like, you can't be starting this hockey game at five. That's I don't know what's... True, yeah. <laughs> I got I got to get time to get home, guys. <laughs> Alright, Shona, thank you so much. Go You're Flyers. very welcome. Okay.